Shalom Aleichem and behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Daf Beis, Babakama 2a, pagination is 3, starting the new Masechta and a new Seder dealing with financial matters. Now, Chazal tell us an interesting statement. A person who wants to be a Chasida, a person who wants to be a saintly person, he should fulfill the words of Nezikin, of this order, this section of the Talmud dealing with damages. A lot of different insights as to why that is. If you want to be saintly, you got to be careful about damages. But one of them is like a quip. You want to be saintly, start by doing no harm. Don't injure other people, and if you did, make amends promptly. It's associated with a great quip regarding Minhagim, family customs, in which one person said, I wish in the book of family customs I could inscribe the Ten Commandments, because people take it seriously. We would put in Shabbos, we would put in, put in Losach mode, not to be jealous. And over here, this idea that person wants to be saintly, he wants the extra credit, he's got to make sure, number one, not to be damaging somebody else. Now, by way of introduction, there's an interesting question. What exactly is the source that you're not allowed to damage somebody else? We have a number of verses describing how to make amends. If a person stole, he's got to return it. A person damaged or his animal damaged, his possessions damaged. What are the rules after the fact? But what is the source for the prohibition to begin with not to do the damage? And a lot of suggestions are made, but the question is an important question. It may be as simple as treat your neighbor as you yourself would want to be treated. You wouldn't want someone to smash your car and then say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pay you for it. Or smash your window in your living room, and then say, I'll pay you for it, don't worry. They may make amends, but it's not really making amends. Uh, you didn't want it to happen. There's the possibility of it being baltashchis, wasteful. But this nuance is an important concept, that not only do you have to make amends, but it is, to begin with, prohibited. There's a fascinating question in Choshen Mishpat Shin Memches. If a person would be allowed to steal from somebody in order to pay them back double. You have somebody in the community who's needy but doesn't want to take charity. So you figured out that you could steal from them. And then when you get caught... Bezdin will obligate you in certain cases to pay double. So you'll pay him double. So like this, you stole a $1,000 item. You'll pay back the $1,000 
in return, and you'll have to pay double. You'll pay him another $1,000. He will benefit $1,000 that he wasn't ready to take from me. As charity, I figured out a way to give it to him. That is prohibited. Because not only is there an obligation to make amends, but intrinsically it's prohibited to do these things. The Mishnah begins. Arba avos nizikin. There are four primary categories of damages, and they are hashar, when the animal walks according to its normal walking and does damage, it steps on what it's what's in its path, vehabor, and a pit that a person digs or places a different type of obstacle in the public area, even if the obstacle is not his. He took a stone and it's not his. Or he dug this pit. People will fall in. It's not his. He may have not done it maliciously, but if he did it, he didn't do it responsibly. He didn't put on a cover. So then that's his responsibility, even though it's not his. And even though, as the Mishnah points out, People come to it to get damaged. It's not that your item went somewhere and got and did the damage. People come to it and get damaged, but nevertheless, you're responsible for that. Vahamave or shein is the category, the tooth, meaning something that's like eating, where the animal does it for its own benefit, and this would include if it rubbed against a wall to scratch its back, because that's what it needed for its benefit, and it not ended up knocking down the wall. If it would have gone into the wall maliciously, it would be a different category of obligation called keren, which is the goring type of category, where the animal does it out of anger. But over here, it's doing it for benefit. Vehahever, or fire, or anything else, that you left it where it is, where it was, but according to the normal way of events, meaning normal wind that comes periodically, it went and did damage. So again, the four categories that are listed here, sure, when the animal walks and does damage, perhaps it trampled fruit that was sitting in its way, Bor, a pit, mave, when the animal does it for its own benefit, hever, fire, person lights a fire and the wind takes it and it does damage somewhere else. He was supposed to guard the fire that he started and contain it. There are other categories which are not mentioned right here the way we're translating these words. For example, as I mentioned, keren, <coughs> which is the goring, when the animal does it maliciously, and also Adam Hamazik, a person himself who does damage. The Gemara continues by asking if there are Avos, primary categories, what exactly are toldos, and how does that work? What are the children? Avos meaning fathers, conceptually. So they got to be children 
conceptually of these items. And by way of introducing this question, the Gemara observes that in other areas, we also have these terms Av and Tolda, and they work in specific ways. By Shabbos, there are categories, 39 primary categories, and each one of those categories has different items that are also manifestations of that same event. For example, one of the categories could be called Bishul, cooking on Shabbos, which is prohibited, but Ofe is going to be another way of saying the exact same concept. And there are many such things, Ofe being baking, and there are many such cases that are going to become either Avos or Toldos, uh, different ways to express that you're changing, in this case, an item through heat. Zorea, planting. So anything that enhances the growth of a tree, you could actually prune the tree for its benefit, and it would be included in the category of Zorea. So what we see over there in Avos and Toldos is that they're really all expressions of Shabbos violation. Just one is the primary and the other is the subset. We do, however, find the term Av Vitolda, the father and its child, in an example where it deteriorates in strength by Tumah, by laws of ritual impurity. There's something called an Av Hatumah, that is much stronger. That's someone who touched a dead body. And then there's a tolda, which is a derivative. It's a step further away, which is when that av that touched the dead body goes ahead and touches something else. So that item is going to be a level less. When we say av and infer that there must be a tolda, in the laws of damages, what type of Av and Tolda are we talking about? And the Gemara maintains, in general, Av and Tolda are really the same. It's just that one was written in the Torah explicitly, and the other is learnt from it. For example, on the middle of Ahmed Bey's, Tolda de Keren Maihi, that category of goring, which the way we translated the Mishnah is not in our Mishnah, what would be the toldos of that category? Besides goring, negifa, if the animal would push something, neshicha, if it would bite something, we're not talking about eating, we're talking about malicious biting, revita, if it would roll on the thing, we're not talking that it's doing it lahana osa for its benefit to scratch its back, it's maliciously destroying crops, for example. Uvi'ita, or kicking, those would be in the category of keren. And in all areas of halacha, to realize that we're talking about concepts, even though this damage wasn't done by the horn, but it's the type of damage that the horn represents, and therefore is included in that category, 
Either it's going to be an Av because it's described in the Torah, or it's going to be a Tolda because it's a similar expression of damage. Yeshe thank you for joining.